and I am absolutely thrilled um, to welcome next our next guest, who is probably, I think it would be fair to say, the best-known son of Mohra, and that is Martin Hayes from Madrid. How are you, Martin? <clears throat> I'm very good. Delighted <laughs> to be on with you. Oh, listen, we're having, a, we're having a lovely morning here talking about all that happened to, to put the mast in place. And, you know, I just have to kick off by saying that I had to get your book on Kindle because I didn't have time to get to get the a hard copy. And um, it's come between me and my sleep for two nights, and I'm loving it. It's beautifully written, and congratulations to you. It really is a beautiful, and I'm going to promote this for, for Christmas, for Christmas presents. So how are you keeping? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, yeah. Good. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if you, like, I have some sections in there where I talk a good bit about Mark, actually. So You do, you do. Yeah. And I just kind of, just for anybody who hasn't read it, though, I would like to ask you to kind of maybe share with us how did the landscape of Mohara, its history and, and people, how did that impact on, on, on your creative process and on your music? Well, I suppose, I mean, the first thing is, like, the, the music that I am drawn to or that I, that is kind of the foundation of what I do musically is music that was happening around the, the foothills of Mahara, let's say, you know, or in a larger context, I suppose it would be the kind of Slivakti region we think about, but that's, mm-hmm. that covers a lot. But but around Mahara and, and then we'll say Maharaban and Landeri are kind of the foothill slopes down from Mahara. You know, there was a lot of music there, and there was the music of my father and Paddy Canny and all these people. And so, when I when I think about that music, it it it, it is connected to that landscape in my imagination and to those locations. And uh, and I've often been asked, like, if it actually influenced uh, exactly what I what I play, but it's very difficult to describe it in those terms. Mm-hmm. But I, I, the one thing I do describe is that, like, if I'm playing music that doesn't match the feeling of the place, I know it. Okay, you, you know, yeah. it, it, it's kind of like, because the place generates a kind of a feeling in itself. And there's a, some very magical landscapes that kind of come down directly from Mahara into places like Clonagru and Leehurt and Bally Crown and Blandery and Maharabon and all of that area, you know, down into Cahar, Kilanina, Duplown, Drummondura, you know, it's it's a it's a whole hinterland all around the the edge of Mahara uh, that kind of has lots and lots of beautiful special locations, I suppose, and it it ultimately slopes all the way, I suppose, down to Loch Grainy, you know. Yes. Yeah. A magical place. And, and Martin, do you know, I really loved the way you made the point about how places often have names. You know, you say, you, you talk at one point about Mally's Stream, you know, and there's Rogers Well and Moroni's Flat, that even after the time where the people have left that place, that those names remain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, the Baronis are still there, but, the, but Mali Stream, there were no Malis on that road whatsoever. But, like, my father and my grandfather before, you know, and any neighbour all the way back over the last 60 or 70 years, we will all have walked past Mali Stream and known it as Mali Stream the whole time, you know. We just, you know, and, I, and then I stopped to think about that and I was going, are these Malis? And yeah, nobody knew. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going, I think this is very interesting, like, because, you know, of course, the, the whole region was much more populated at one stage as well. And and in the town of the Mahara, there was a national school. 
uh, with with like I don't know, like something like fifty or sixty students or something like yes. that. Yes, before your time, you went to yes. Dugon. Dugon is that the, the school you went to? Yeah, du, yeah, Duglown. Duglown, I sorry. Call. Yeah, I mean the, there were a number of national schools within shooting range. I suppose that, that like originally there was a little national school in Kilclarn and further up the road there was a national school in 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 as well yes. and then there was the national school in Dublin where where my where all belonged to me went you and know? the walk home and, uh, was very important to you whatever about the walk to school the crack on the walk home was 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 worthwhile wasn't it well well we had more time on our hands uh, <laughs> yeah. you know for the for the walk home and we 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 weren't under the same quite the same deadline like to to, to turn up as we were in the morning for school. But we enjoyed the like th- those walks. They, they were challenging in terms of like you know when you were four or five, when you were five years of age. Like some of these climbs were very steep, yes. and and you'd be exhausted, I suppose. But on the other hand, when you had company and there was playing, climbing trees and ditches and God knows what, you, yeah. you know, I, I I I think we did have a kind of a a kind of a charmed life in yes. that sense, like in that environment, you know. Yeah, Martin, you talk as well about the feeling, kind of of security, of feeling safe, perhaps when the session is in full swing at home, when there's the, the visitors and, and we know that even within your family, when the Cannies gathered and the McNamara's gathered, there were, there was, you had your own, you know, you had your own music, even without inviting anybody else in. But you were, oh, as, yeah. you, did you feel, you, you mentioned this feeling of security. Does that sort of still engender a feeling of security for you when the session's in full tilt now? Yeah, well, I suppose, uh, you know, maybe in, in the book I'm kind of referencing that kind of feeling like when a house is full of music, you know, and when there's music happening and maybe it's raining outside, but there's lots of, you know, that kind of energy and warmth and feel of music yes. in a room. Like, and, and I think the scene I actually described was like when I go upstairs to the little landing loft, yeah. room, you know, uh, and, and I'm in there and the door is kind of half open, you know, and I'm, I can hear all the merriment in the kitchen and all the music and stuff like that. That was the feeling of, of kind of security and warmth and like, oh, this is perfect. Like, yeah. you, you don't really want this to ever end, you know? I know. Can you talk to us about learning your music from, from Pijo when, after you got the fiddle and you believed you were going to be a musician, the one that Santa left you, when you yeah. were seven, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a bit trickier than it looked, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. Like, well, anybody who attempts to play the fiddle will find that it's it's a bit trickier than than you might even imagine. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the whole process of learning was one of kind of you know almost like apprenticeship kind of type learning where where you're around people and and they're transmitting things to you uh, like where you imitate and and mimic what you see. So I I like my father would play the tunes. I would just imitate and mimic and do my best to kind of copy what I was seeing. So it was all about absorbing, copying, mimicking, kind of, you know, it wasn't an intellectual process at all. Like, there was very little, like, there was no theoretical discussion whatsoever on music. So it was kind of like, you had to just kind of, I suppose, absorb the the peripheral information, you know, and the kind of you know, you you also apart from the tunes, you also learned what music meant to these people, what what 
what they were aspiring to in music, what was important for them. And, uh, you know, and so, so you were gathering lots of information in, in maybe ways that we wouldn't necessarily imagine are ways of transmitting, you know, ideas at this stage. You know, I mean, we tend to kind of like, you know, go to classes and be taught mm-hmm. things. But in the apprenticeship kind of model, which is it's not exactly was an apprenticeship, but but it most resembled that above all other things, you know, like that like as a as a learning model. Yes. So it was just the the being around it was was, was the crucial part in it. Yes. You know? Did you find it hard when perhaps uh, your father might be critical of tunes that you played or later on, let's say? Oh yeah. <laughs> well of course like you, you know, I mean <laughs> You know, like he didn't, uh, he he wasn't very good at editing himself, like in terms of like finding the nicest way to tell me that something wasn't good or to get in, get, get involved in the psychology of encouragement in some other way. So, so like he, what he said was pretty much what he thought. And so, so like it was, it was you know, he, he was, he was a very gentle person, mm-hmm. but still he told you exactly what he thought about the piece of music he would play. Yeah. And sometimes that was just hard to take, you know, I might have spent like days walking on a tune, you know, yeah. I don't know if I'd like that very much, you know, I didn't, you know, there's no, I didn't get any feeling off that or, yes. you know, the rhythm wasn't very good or, you know, like, you, you know, and it would be like, it wouldn't be, um, there would be nothing aggressive or personal about it. Like, you no. would just be giving your dishonest opinion, which, like, at the time was difficult to take. But in retrospect, like, it was hugely valuable to not have somebody sugarcoating things for yeah, me, you know, for sure. and, and kind of trying to make me feel good when, when, mm. when what I was doing wasn't maybe working, you know. <laughs> Martin, <laughs> I'm just thinking about, you refer to the time of, I, I think perhaps more your secondary school days of, it being, <clears throat> you know, if you play, if you were good at sport, you were good at sport. But if you were good at traditional music, it didn't make you uh, necessarily popular. In other words, it wasn't trendy. Let's say, did you find no, that no. difficult <laughs> to be, uh, you know, so interested in traditional music? This being so important to you during your teenage yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was the opposite of hip or cool. Anyway, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, it, it, so it was, yeah. I mean, I did feel a bit ostracized and like was like a bit geeky in a way, you know. And I suppose like because I was involved in traditional music, which was this old person's world at the time, you know. And I, I kind of, I, I was something of a kind of a traditionalist, you know, even at that early age, you know, which kind of put me in a very strange kind of uh, mindset. Like I, I remember I was such a traditionalist like that, that I hadn't worn a pair of jeans uh, even by the time I left secondary school, if, if you can imagine that, yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, like it was, it was kind of like I, I, I felt very, very much into that old traditional world, you know, yeah. and like it wasn't like I could dip in and just pluck the music out of it and leave the rest of it aside. I, I just went into that world, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and you were already in the Tolakali at that point, weren't you? You were already playing <laughs> from, for, were you 12 or something when you joined? I, I was, yeah, I think I was about 13, like basically when all through my secondary school years, I, I would have played with the Tolakali band on the weekends. And again, that, that was like, you know, that was not a very cool thing, you know, uh, you know, at, at the time in school, you know, I would be trying to keep it quiet, like, but secretly, I, you know, I looked forward to my weekends, you know, and, and, and being know, in that moment, heading off in a car to some corner of the country with this band, you know, and just, yeah, you know, for like, sure. You know, it wasn't, 
you know, I, I love doing it. You know. Yeah, you spent a lot of time in the bathroom in the in the early years, I believe, <laughs> for practice yeah, purposes. I, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was seeking out the acoustics of, of, of the best I, room in the house where, yeah. where where the instrument would ring, and it turns out that the bathroom, of course, was the best room. And so I spent a lot of years just sitting on the side of the bathtub, um, <laughs> you know, just playing away there, you know, and like having to periodically vacate, you know, as the knock would come to the door. You know. <laughs> it was needed. I'm, I'm here with Geraldine Collar and my co-host. She'd love to ask you a question. Good morning, well, Martin. Chilling, okay, how well, are you? Geraldine, how are you? Very welcome on the programme. Martin, it just, uh, from being here this morning and listening to you, I haven't read your book. I have it here beside me. There's a copy in the studio. But I have listened to several of your interviews that you did on, on RT1 and News Talk, etc. So I have a feeling uh, about it. And what comes across, and not alone your love of music, but what comes across and has come across so strongly here this morning is your pride in your place. Your pride oh, in yeah. Mara and, uh, you know, it's just very strong. And you, we have some of your neighbours here. We have Marion Purcell, we have your brother Pat, oh, we have Paul Bugler and Mary Noonan has joined us. Uh, Mary hasn't spoken yet, but we'll have her in a minute. So, oh, you know, is there anything that, you know, that you would like to join in the group with about growing up well, and... I, 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 I would say one thing now that Marion is there. Uh, she remembered that the first... The, the first gig, the first gig I played, was actually the Carlis Mohara Youth Society <laughs> concert in the Silas Pit, yes. McLehan's. Uh, it was put on in the Silas Pit, if you don't mind. And uh, and and so Marion organised it. I remember that. That was the first gig, Marion. So How are you, Martin? I, I was I'm just good. wondering myself. Did you remember the CLMYS? <laughs> See, didn't I do good? Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't it a great concert, though? I'm telling you. We, we had great talent that day. So we had the yeah. Shays and the Rogerses and all of them yeah, around. The, the, all had to bring a couple of eggs for the sponges and, twas, yeah. twas, uh, and a few, two pence each, I think, we gave towards yeah. it. It was, yeah. a, it was a wonderful right. day and we all had chairs around yeah. the side of the pit. We, we even got Michael Kenny to sing. Lord to mercy him now. He's the, <laughs> he did. Himself and Margaret did a duet. Oh, lovely. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's a, a, different, a different memory. Well done, anyway. Congratulations on your book. I'm very impressed with it. Martin, when you are away from here, um, and I know you still are able to spend, you know, some time back in Ireland, but what do you, when you're away from Moher and East Clare, what, what do you yearn for? What do you miss about oh. here? Well, I, I, I mean, I suppose, like, like, my, my, I feel like I am of that place, you know. Like yeah. I feel deeply rooted. Because I, I, I become accustomed to like, like living somewhere else all of my life at this stage, you know. So I, I kind of made peace with all of that, you know. Yeah. But I love to get back. Like I mean, the, 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 like it's, it's, it's the formative years of one's life are, are like play a disproportionate role in your life, you know. And as I found when I started to write a book, that the, that the formative years, that the years of walking that road up past Canny's house and up past McMahon's house up to Dublin, that that was like a, 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 an experience that kind of never left me, you know. And I still like to go and take a walk. I took a walk up there uh, last July now, I, uh, 
towards the end of July, I took a walk up the road there as well, which I love. You know, it's just an intimate kind of experience of childhood that I, I love to get back to, you know. If you had stayed, but maybe this, this, this is a silly question, but if you had stayed your whole life in Mahara, could you have been as creative, as successful as you are? Um, well, I, it, it probably wouldn't have been possible for me to kind of start a career in the way I did, I, I suppose, know. you know. So I, 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 I probably wouldn't have gone on to do the various things I did. And consequently, I probably wouldn't have developed my sense of music maybe in the way that I have yes. yeah. if, if I hadn't traveled. Like yeah. On the other hand, like everything I do is related to there and everything I do it kind of comes out of that experience and that background, you know, so yeah. so by the same token, like I couldn't have gone to Chicago and become who I am had I not come yeah. from there. Did you find it challenging to write, uh, to write the book kind of warts and all, you know, or is it, or was it cathartic? Uh, do you know, it was kind of enjoyable, but of course, there was the, 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 the significant section there where I was a bit of an Egypt, you know, and that was not easy to write, you know, no. I, I acknowledge. But, uh, <laughs> however, you know, like, you know, if, if I wanted people to understand the book um, and trust the book and trust the genuineness of it, I, I, I at least needed to show the works as well. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm just doing some kind of a PR job or something like that. So yeah. I, I, I felt it important to kind of at least honestly expose myself in some way, I suppose, you know, yeah, for, for, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, I mean, because it's, it's just the way it is, you know, yeah. but, it, but it, I, I enjoyed writing and, uh, and I enjoyed remembering and, and going back into memory and, and having that yeah. experience. Uh, but your writing is very lyrical. It's, it's, it's beautifully written. Have you ever, had you ever written anything before? No emails, I think. I had written maybe maybe a few liner notes for albums, like, but but really I hadn't written anything. And and I was terrified to write the book because it's just uh, like just to write two paragraphs for the liner notes of an album might take me two days. <laughs> and I, I was taking a look at that and I was going, okay, I don't write writing. It's impossible. I will never write a book. So what actually happens was, uh, uh, what happened to me was, I gave up trying to be smart or I gave up trying to be clever or I gave up trying to, you know, write what I thought would be great stuff or something and I just go, I'm just going to write. Okay. And just, just like whatever it is, it is now, you know, whatever comes out, comes out, you know, so I, I wouldn't, you know, it's just like things came out as I was writing. You well, know, I, I didn't, wouldn't know what I was going to, I didn't know what the next paragraph was, you know, it would just kind of come as I, as I, kind of stumbled along and uh, and I would just remember something and just write it. Well, it works and I hope you write more. I really do. <laughs> but I just, I wanted to just ask you, does living in Madrid inspire you? It does, you know, because like sometimes, um, you know, even though it's a big city, you know, I, I have like complete anonymity and I, I just walk around the streets and I just came back now before I visit you like I had a coffee and a croissant out of a, a place oh, yeah. I like to go to and there's kind of a, a like a, like I love it it's beautiful and at the same time I'm, I'm quite separated from it like so I still walk around like a bit of a tourist you know Do you? looking yeah. at it and, and, and kind of just you know like you know, just seeing the city. You know, it's um, yeah, and it's it's a beautiful place. Like yeah. so, you yeah. know, I'm I'm just it's because of the lifestyle I have. I I can actually manage to be 
wherever I want to be, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter where I live, you know. Yes, and are things opening up now in relation to your plans for, say, 2022 and, and touring or...? Yeah, yeah, things things are starting to open up. I, I have bookings now. I have to go to New York in a few weeks' time for, for the new Irish Arts Centre that's opening there to do some things. And, uh, and then I think in, in February I'll be back there again. And then in uh, March I have some things in Dublin. And April then I have another US tour. And, you know, so it's starting to kind of, at least anyway, like these are the plans, you know. But I'm, I know. I'm, I'm willing to accept that any plans can change at this stage, you know, so we'll see. Well, it's been really lovely talking to you, Martin. Thank you so much for joining us on Scarf Bay Community Radio. And let it be known, we are extremely proud of you. And um, and, and, we, and we, we're loving the book. So the book is available. <laughs> Martin Hayes, Shared Notes. It's available, I'm sure, from all book, good bookstores. And it would make an ideal Christmas present or even before, way before that. So... <laughs> Uh, thank you. Until until we meet again, we're we're going to go out with. I think we're going out with Joe Ban's reels now. And thank you very much, Martin. Lovely, lovely. Thank you, Martin. Oh, listen, thanks for having me. And delighted. And sorry, I didn't like get to have a chat with everybody there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, another time. So I know you are very well. Anyway, so, thanks for having me. Delighted to be on. And uh, good luck. And listen, I think it's great like that uh, to have this local radio. What a fantastic. Yeah, thing. we we are we're, we're very lucky and we're enjoying it. Thank you so much. Slong Fall. Great Slong. Hello.